Family Matters is our uh, new seasonal discipleship focus, which means we want to push this in all areas of our ministry so that, man, this is something that we're all growing together in. Discipleship is, is growing towards Jesus, and Jesus cares about the family. And so there's a couple things I want to hit on. Uh, we, we talked about the verse, um, 1 Timothy 5.8, but if anyone does not provide for his own family, especially for his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. The Bible is clear. Family matters, and we ought to care for our family. Not, not provide for as in you need to go work and earn money. For, no, you just need to care for your family. Show love. Um, part of that can be providing for, um, but just caring. Caring for your family. Um, and we talked about the greatest commandment in the Bible is to love God and to love people. And part of fulfilling that is loving our family. In fact, one of the ways that we reflect God's love the most is by displaying our love to our family so the world can see it. Um, And we talked about how that greatest commandment is actually rooted in the Old Testament to love God and to pass on that love and what who God is and what all that means to your family as y'all grow up and grow together. So um, by loving our family, we are fulfilling the greatest commandment. So today, I want to reemphasize what God thinks about family, how it matters by looking at Scripture, and just a few highlights of the Bible. The first one is marriage. You know, part of being a family is there's a marriage. There's, you know, God designed family to include this marriage. And actually, marriage is what kicks the Bible off. You know, at the beginning of Scripture, there's a marriage. You have Adam and Eve. That's what, it starts with a marriage. You know, part of the first calling um, that we received from God is this whole idea of marriage that we see in Genesis 2. Um, And I can tell you, man, you know, girls and guys, if you want to see how your, you know, future spouse might look like or, you know, how do they treat their family? Because how they treat their family, how they treat people eventually is going to be exactly how they treat you. And so if they treat their family bad, man, they're not, they're not going to make a good spouse unless something dramatically changes in their life. Um, it's just kind of a heads up on what's to come. But the Bible starts with the marriage. That's part of our first calling to family is this whole idea of marriage. There's actually a whole book dedicated entirely to marriage, Song of Solomon which is not a popular book to read sometimes because it's weird at times. But, man, there's so many beautiful images in this book. Here's a verse that says, man, I, you know, from the female's perspective, the girl's perspective, um, I am my beloved. And, and his desire is for me. You know, in, in marriage, there should be this cherishing, this desire for one another and one another alone. Um, and it's just this beautiful picture of what marriage, and, and the Bible dedicates a whole book to that. Um, the Bible also ends with a marriage. So it not only begins with a marriage, but it ends with a marriage. Um, you've probably heard a little bit about that, uh, about this over the years, but we are the bride of Christ, and, and part of our uh, responsibility on earth is preparing uh, for, for the ceremony, for this time where we get to unite with him um, in a sense. And so, you know, it just says, let us rejoice for the marriage of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Um, but it, it just, God specifically designed marriage to reflect who he is, um, to, to begin our families with, to lead our families in, um, and also model this unity, this companionship that is 
part of who God is, the unity of God, this triune companionship of who God is. We model that through our marriages. So we make our family matter by seeking a Jesus-centered marriage. That's something to keep your minds on. I don't think any of y'all are married yet. Um, But, you know, I get surprised every now and then, (laughs) you know. The next one is is parenting. Um, Again, I don't think any of y'all are there yet, but parenting is also part of our first calling of family. Um, You know, we're taught to, uh, I mean, you see in the Bible, uh, part of our first calling is to be fruitful and multiply, to grow and to have families and to grow with them um, in in crazy and awesome ways. So there's that calling, you know, when it comes to family matters, there's not only this aspect of marriage, but there's also this aspect of, of parenting, of kids pictured in all that. Um, and we're taught, you know, when it comes to parenting, we're taught to uh, seek God's wisdom on how to parent. Because if you try to raise your kids when you get there by yourself, um, you're going to end up teaching them a lot of bad things because we're imperfect. We're supposed to seek God's wisdom, go to him for uh, parenting. Um, and, and we, we see that a lot in Deuteronomy 6, uh, you know, um, but also Ephesians 6, 4 here, uh, you know, don't be that parent that when you get there, and this also has to do with your parents too, but don't be that parent that, uh, man, causes your kid to stumble because of your own selfish desires. Um, moving on as well, we're taught not only to seek God's wisdom, but pass down the faith, pass down who God is, what God is all about, what scripture is all about, what being a Christian is all about to our kids. And that's where the Deuteronomy 6 passage comes in. You know, we have the greatest commandment that's in Deuteronomy 6 verse 4. Love God with everything you've got and then pass that down. These words shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise up. Man, God should be a part of our uh, language of our, um, uh, uh, the, the words that we use. You know, is, is God part of your conversation? That's what real talk was all about. But uh, God designed marriage to, to begin our families, to lead our families, but also to model the unity of, of who God is. And he also designed parenting to be our greatest impact on the world. For you to disciple up your children when you get there, and this is also your role now to be, you know, your, your job is to be discipled in, towards Jesus um, so that you can have, your kids can have a greater impact on the world than you did. And, you know, it's, it's this kind of multiplier growth, this uh, greater thing that, that God wants to do through your family. And he even modeled the church after this whole concept of marriage, this whole concept of, of family. You know, we, in the church, we talked about if you're in Christ, if you believe and surrender to Christ, that you're a brother and sister, that you have Father in heaven, that you are part of the family of God. You know, God used this as a model for his church. And we make our family matter by passing down the faith to our kids. We make the family matter by seeking Jesus, a Jesus-centered marriage. So you have marriage, you have parenting, which y'all aren't there yet, so this one will apply more, but I want you to have the full big picture of family. But being a kid... Being the kid, and what does it mean for you and your family where you're at? Um, You start, before you can get to marriage, before you can get to parenting, you start as either a son or a daughter. Like, that's where you start. You start as a kid. You have parents. You have um, 
you know, you're going to date somebody before you get to, to marriage and all that. But you start as a kid, and so there's a couple huge things that the Bible says when it comes to family, when it comes to being the kid. Um, first off, Psalm 127, just to highlight here, is, is behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, of reward that, that, man, kids are a gift of joy from God. So go home and tell your parents that, that I am a gift of joy from God. And, you know, be nice and prove it to your parents. You know, you know share some joy. But Jesus even emphasized the importance of maintaining a childlikeness when it comes to your faith. That there's something about growing up as a kid, there's something about being a youth that you need to hold on to for the rest of your life. Not your immaturity, but this wonder-like state, this, this place of, man, I, I want to know more, I want to experience more, I, I'm excited, I'm in awe. You know, kids are always amazed by something if they're not crying. You know, Carissa's, <laughs> we, we went to the, the drive through Christmas lights at the state school, and we went inside, and there's the little trains that go around, and she's just, every time they go, just wide eyes, big mouth, every time a train passes, she loves it. And all it is is this little, you know, plastic thing sitting on some little metal rails and electricity running through that causes it to go, like, but where's the wonder? You know, when it comes to who God is and your relationship with him, this is what Jesus meant, holding on to a faith and a wonder and an awe of who God is and what he is all about. Um, that it's like this special power to be able to truly see God as the Father. But with special power, with great power comes great responsibility. The Bible makes it clear, not only are kids and teenagers even y'all, you know, you're in that adolescent, teenager, weird place in life. Um, not only does it make it clear that y'all are amazing, but it makes it clear that you also have a responsibility. That even in the Ten Commandments, the top ten things that, you know, the, that the Bible has to, to mention as like, hey, these are the top, it mentions honor your father and mother. I think I have it up here. Yeah, children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Um, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land uh, that God has promised. Um, that was the, the, one of the top, it was actually top five. Big enough to put into the Ten Commandments that we have a lifelong duty to honor our parents. And I mean lifelong, not just once you're 18, you're done. No, there's this calling to honor your parents into their old age and even further. That, that family is supposed to be this bond that lasts the whole time, not just certain ages. And this honor and this discipling and this respect and this love goes both ways all the time, the whole time. And so... We make family matter by displaying an ongoing and never-ending love to our family from birth all the way to death. That's how we make fam family matter. So God designed marriage to display his unity, parenting to impact your society with a God-centered family, and us to be uh, sons and daughters to display an ongoing love to everybody in the family. When we make family matter, that's what leaves a legacy. That's what displays to the whole world the image of God. That's what impacts the world is when we make our family matter. And so every time we, I come up to these kind of challenges, like, man, 
you know, we just had Thanksgiving and I was with some of my family and I'm, I walked away. I'm like, I don't know if I was the best light. I don't know if I was the best example. I, I think some of the, the things of the world kind of overcame uh, the conversations at the table or the things, the games that we were playing or whatever. And I, I could have done better to show the light of Christ, to show the love of Christ to my family, my cousins, my, my whatever they are, nephews, nieces, all that. And so sometimes it's like, how in the world are we supposed to do this? And so tonight, this is what it's all about. You know, I want you to keep this family matters concept in your mind um, that, that we're called to love our family in, in endless ways all the time and, 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 a fan, and with fantastic results and impact. But how do we do this? Remember the greatest commandment, love God and love people. Loving people is part of loving your family, but you have to start with loving God. Matthew 6, uh, that chapter, about halfway through that chapter, it starts this conversation, Jesus starts this conversation, this teaching, like, look, don't worry about the things going on in your life. What you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, like simple things that we even, even those simple things we get caught up in and, and worry about. And we definitely worry about all the bigger things going on. And Jesus says, don't even worry about the small things. I'm going to take care of all of it. The big things, the small things, all of it. All you have to do, seek me. Seek first God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. I want to encourage you as you go into this Christmas season, you know, into December, further into December, into the new year, I want to encourage you to love your family like you've never loved them before. But in order to do so, in order to love with the love that doesn't end, the love that doesn't fail, the love that doesn't give, give up, you have to do it with God's love. And you have to get to know God and his love. You have to experience his love for you. And that shows you how to love others. So seek first God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you.